Welcome back to Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. This is Season 2, Episode 28. Thank you for listening. And I went to Iowa this weekend, watched the Iowa Hawkeyes against UMKC on Friday night on Big Ten Plus at a buddy's house in the Des Moines area, and then went to Kinnick Stadium to see the Hawkeyes finish off the Golden Gophers. And I'm going to do a quick segment on the basketball game tonight. You know, who looks good? Other thoughts after just another blowout game for the Hawkeyes. And then a recap of the Minnesota win with Floyd of Rosedale staying in Iowa City for the seventh year in a row, eight of the last nine, and now it's 10 straight wins at home for Iowa against Minnesota. The last time the Hawkeyes lost to the Gophers in Iowa City was season one for Kirk Ferentz in 1999. Well, let's kick it off talking a little bit of basketball. Before we get to that big game at Kinnick Stadium on Saturday, Fran McCaffrey's squad hosted the ruse of UMKC on Friday night. The Hawkeyes had kind of a slow start in this game, but once the offense got going, they blew the doors off of UMKC, scoring the last 10 points of the first half. The Hawkeyes shot 52% from the floor. The ruse shot 41%. So we're seeing that defense step up. Again, you know, competition has to be considered here. The Hawkeyes just 4 of 16 from 3 in this game. 17 of 22 from the free throw line. The Hawkeyes out-rebounded the Ruse by 12 and committed eight turnovers for the second game in a row while forcing 17 turnovers for UMKC. Well, that all added up to an 89-57 victory over a team that lost to Minnesota last week by 15 or 16 points, then traveled to Columbia, Missouri on Monday night and knocked off the Missouri Tigers. Mizzou went down to the ruse. Kind of a crazy thing when you think of University of Missouri, Kansas City. That had to be a thrill for those kids to beat Mizzou on their home court. For the Hawkeyes, Keegan Murray had 25 points, hit one three-pointer, had four rebounds, three steals. Bohannon was three of five from three. So those two accounted for all of the three-point makes in this game for the Hawkeyes. Bohannon, 13 points. He's now just one shy of the Big Ten record for three-pointers made. Patty Matt, Patty Mac, Pat McCaffrey had 10 points. Really looked smooth out there. Also with two rebounds, two assists. Joe Toussaint, four points, six assists. And Rebracha was so close to a double-double. He had 13 rebounds, nine points, four or five shooting. He has a nice little baby hook inside. Looks like he's going to be a big addition to the team this year. Off the bench, Euless and Perkins made some really nice plays. And I feel really good about the minutes these guys are getting. They're getting experience out there. Sanford was 0 for 3 from deep, but he did make a couple of baskets, had 6 points. Keegan Murray had 6 points. And the big fella, Josh Agundale, he made an appearance as he missed the first game. He had a little bit of an injury issue, so he and Mulvey both played in this one. Appears that they're going to both be needed this year. They're both going to play against some of those big centers in the Big Ten. Purdue center, my goodness, what is he? 7-4, I think. I just don't know where they keep finding these guys. And then Kofi Coburn, considered one of the best players in the league. He is just a wide load. Michigan has the big guy who battled with Luka last year. So the Hawkeyes are going to need some big bodies, and it's good to see them get some playing time early on in the season. After that fun win on Friday night over UMKC, the Hawkeyes hosted Minnesota the Golden Gophers at Kinnick Stadium, the battle for Floyd of Rosedale, and a huge game, the bronze pig at stake. The Hawkeyes were 7-2 and two coming into the game. Minnesota, 6-3. and three. 
Backup quarterback Alex Padilla was making his first career start. Everyone was anticipating this start to see you know, how a more mobile quarterback, maybe a more decisive quarterback perhaps, would do against Minnesota. And the game started out well for the Hawkeyes. They held Minnesota to a three and out. Then the Hawkeyes drove down for a field goal. Good with some nice runs. Padilla completed passes to Laporta. Arlen Bruce for first downs. Caleb Shudak, he's having quite a season. He had a 50-yard field goal. Minnesota, though, came right back running the football. They tied the game with a field goal of their own, all running by Kai Thomas, Marquise Irving. They were taking outside pitches. Sometimes they'd run to the edge. Sometimes they'd cut back, getting big gains of 11 yards, 13 yards, 7, and 12 on that drive. Not much passing. And the Hawkeyes, while they did bend, they didn't break. Trickett kicked a 20-yard field goal for the Golden Gophers. Basically just an extra point there. So good job keeping them out of the end zone. It seemed like this was going to be quite a game, and it was after the Hawkeyes went on a nine-play, 73-yard touchdown drive. Padilla with a couple of nice connections with Sam Laporta, and Tyler Goodson was getting some nice yardage on the run. Charlie Jones had a diving catch. 34-yard gain down to the five-yard line. What a grab by Charlie. And the Hawkeyes were able to punch it in with a run by Teagood and a quarterback sneak by Padilla from the one-yard line. Well, after exchanging a couple of punts, Minnesota tied the game with another drive. You know, they were just running the ball, and they went for it on fourth and two from the Iowa 37. Cole Kramer threw a 37-yard touchdown pass a big fullback tight end type player. I'm not sure what he was. He was a big guy. He was wide open, got behind Hankins in the Iowa defense, and it was a little play action. He slipped back there, barely got into the end zone before Hankins could jar the ball loose from behind. They did review the play. It looked like he surely made it across, but, man, I don't know now. I've seen more replays of that. There just wasn't a good view of that play to be able to reverse it. So the touchdown stood. On the next possession, the Hawkeyes fumble. Nico Regani fumbled after a 13-yard reception. I thought he was down watching it at the game, but the review confirmed it wasn't his knee wasn't down quite yet. Uh, elbow hadn't touched. So Minnesota ball, and they were able to close out the half with another field goal to take a 13-10 lead at the break. First time. Minnesota has led Iowa at any point in the game since 2016. Well, the Hawkeyes got a big early second-half touchdown with a 72-yard pass to Charlie Jones. Well, Jones was wide open, and credit Padilla for getting him the ball, and then Charlie angled to the sideline to get the ball into the end zone for a huge touchdown. But Minnesota was going to keep coming. They answered with another field goal. Again, they just moved methodically down the field behind that gigantic offensive line. But again, got stopped in the red zone and kicked a short 29-yard field goal to make it a one-point game, 17-16 Iowa. The next possession for the Gophers, they drove down the field again. But they got stopped and elected to try a 53-yard field goal to take the lead. It was blocked by Logan Lee. The Hawkeyes took over at the 42-yard line. And they made the Gophers pay with a touchdown drive and give a lot of credit to Keegan Johnson on this drive. His 27-yard touchdown on a short wide receiver screen was just unbelievable. He was met by two guys in the backfield. Somebody must have whiffed on a block. Somehow he escaped them 
and was just a shot out of a cannon down the sideline into the end zone. All Keegan on that play. He had two guys draped all over him. He ducked, he shook them off, and he zipped down the sideline for the touchdown. Well, the Gophers did score another touchdown on a 68-yard pass from Tanner Morgan to Chris Ottman-Bell. He was a great receiver in this game for the Gophers. Looked like he slipped past Hankins for the score, but the defense came up big at the end of the game. Ben Valkenberg with a sack. Three incompletions by Tanner Morgan. Hawkeyes took over at the three-yard line of Minnesota. And instead of going up by two scores, the Hawkeyes appear to be happy just running the little clock off, getting Minnesota to use its last timeout. After two plays with Padilla just kind of dropping to the turf, the play call was an off-tackle run to Tyler Goodson, minus four yards. It's a play that really hadn't worked all day. Um, so most of their success was the power plays running in the middle. But I don't know. I would have liked to have seen a jet sweep, maybe even a pitch play rather than what was called. Not sure why we weren't trying to score on first and second down. Would have been nice to go up by two scores. Uh, they did burn Minnesota's timeout, but going up by two scores would have effectively ended this game. And with the field goal, it was 27-22. to And the Hawkeyes kicking off to Minnesota again. Also wasn't a huge fan of the squib kick call because Minnesota fair catches every kickoff. Maybe they wouldn't have there. But there wasn't much wind at that time either. like to see Shudak just kick that out of the end zone. Uh, it, wind was really subdued at that point in the evening, but who knows? Coaches know better than me, but Minnesota took over the 29-yard line and then a 22-yard pass on the first play. Brought Minnesota into Iowa territory at the 49. On 4th and 10, Minnesota got another first down with a 10-yard pass. The time was running out, and then Joe Evans ended the game with a strip sack. So exciting to see Joe Evans. He's been doing a really good job this year. This is one of those games where you look at the stats and you just don't know how the Hawkeyes won. Minnesota led in first downs, 23-12. to 12. Yards gained, 409-277. to 277. Time possession, 40 minutes to 20. And it, to be exact, Iowa held the ball on offense for 19 minutes and 41 seconds. The shortest time of possession ever for Kirk Ferentz winning a game as the Hawkeye head coach. He's won 176 games, so that's pretty amazing. Minnesota had over 200 yards rushing at one point, but the Hawkeyes got a couple of late sacks, brought that down to 189, and just 71 yards rushing for the Hawkeyes. Alex Padilla, in his first start, he was, he was just 11 of 24, but he had 206 yards, two touchdowns. Did have some throwaways as well, but he did a nice job avoiding sacks and avoiding those negative plays. Tanner Morgan for Minnesota, Three-year starter, he was 14 of 30 for 183 yards. And then Kramer had that one pass for the touchdown, 37 yards. Tyler Goodson, 18 rushes, 59 yards. And the two true freshmen looked really good for Minnesota. Kai Thomas, 29 carries, 126 yards. Irving, 17 for 80. Charlie Jones was just fabulous on Saturday. Had the diving catch down to the five-yard line and the long touchdown reception as well. Two catches for 106 yards. And Keegan Johnson is a complete stud as a true freshman. He had two catches, 34 yards. He had a couple of drops. There's no doubt about that. He had a couple other passes he should have hauled in. But that touchdown that he had, he just just discarded a couple of defenders and sprinted into the end zone. And 
We're going to love watching this guy for the next two or three years. Well, Jack Campbell, he had 17 tackles. Matt Hankins, Zach Zinvalkenberg with 10. Just two sacks for the Hawkeyes, and they came late in the game when they were much needed to close that game out. And Valkenberg had one, Joe Evans with the other. For Minnesota, no sacks, three tackles for loss. Padilla did a nice job eliminating those negative plays, throwing the ball away when needed, rolling out of the pocket when needed. Those negative plays just really stall the offense. Well, Minnesota's offensive line is just so experienced. They're huge. They had a lot of success. But credit the Hawkeyes' defense for keeping them out of the end zone. And, um, you know, they did miss some tackles again. But when they had to, they stopped Minnesota once they got in the red zone. Well, bottom line, the Hawkeyes got to win 27-22 to with the new quarterback, Padilla, at the helm. And I like the way he moved around in the pocket. He got rid of the ball. Had a couple of cringe plays. Luckily, Minnesota didn't haul those in. He had some big plays as well and didn't have any negative plays. He got the wide receivers really involved in the offense, and the Hawkeyes came out with the win. The Hawkeyes are now 21-5 in their last 26 rivalry trophy games. The Hawkeyes have won at least five conference games six of the last seven seasons. And the Hawkeyes now have eight or more wins in each of the last seven years. There's not many teams that can, that can say that. Eight wins or more in the last seven years. The only other teams are Clemson. They still have to win one this year to get to eight. Boise State who needs to either win the last two games or, or one of the games in a bowl game to get to eight. And then Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Appalachian State. So really good company there. Now, next up for the Hawkeyes, the Fighting Illini at Kinnick Stadium. For basketball, the Hawkeyes have two games this week. North Carolina Central on Tuesday night, Alabama State on Thursday night. Quick turnaround there. I believe they're both on the Big Ten Network, so be sure to tune in. You don't have to get Big Ten Plus for those. It's always so much fun to keep those trophies in the case. And Floyd is really at home in Iowa City with seven in a row, eight of the last nine. We have two more border rivals coming up, the Illini and the Cornhuskers. And the Hawkeyes are 8-2 and two with a chance for another 10-win season. So let's keep the foot on the gas. Go Hawks.